Happy New Year. Oh, boy. Kenny. Oh, boy. Happy. I already can't take your enthusiasm. <laughs> and you didn't say Happy New Year with I me. I did not. You didn't want to. I said I wasn't going to do it before this. I'm not so sure why you're surprised that I didn't do it. Because I thought maybe you would change your mind. Nope. You, you have a change of heart. Nope. No? No, sir. Not about that. Dude, too, you're too gassy from that Taco Bell you oh, ate? Oh, dude, I just ate a ton of Taco Bell. You had two quesadillas. <laughs> it's because of my poor life planning this morning when I rushed <laughs> out of my house to go to my new job, and it was all like in one motion. Didn't have a chance to eat anything. They had Thai food in the office, and I didn't eat any of it. Now I was starving after the after my shift, so I had to stop at Taco Bell, and I ate way too much of it. <laughs> oh, boy. So no regrets. your new job is now officially official. It's officially official. And what did you do today? I cut up some sound from Jim Caldwell, and it was thrilling. Oh, so thrilling. Oh, really? I've never heard a man talk so much about nothing in my entire <laughs> life. In my entire life, this man spent 40 minutes not saying anything at all. So what does not saying anything sound like? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna just take care of business. We're gonna take care of this week. We're gonna practice. We're gonna, and then we'll we'll just focusing on next week. That's what we're gonna do. That's pretty much what it is. That's all of what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's infuriating. It's this man has nothing to say. Other coaches in this area don't do that. Well, one other coach in this area doesn't do that, but most of them do. I hate it. Press conferences are worthless. My job is fun. Wow. Moving on. Wow. What do you got lined up for us today, Thomas oh, James, boy. Reginald Arthur, McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor? Jones, Butcher. The second. Jones, it's a new I one. I told you I was going to add one every time. Wow. It, I threw a Jones in there. Threw a Jones. I'm not jonesing around with you. Wow. You got jonesed. You know, uh, we just passed the holidays. We're, we're right Thank in between, God. obviously. Yeah, Thank God. Yeah, you don't like Christmas? I love Christmas, but let me, let me tell you about my Christmas. Go ahead, tell me. I love my grandparents to death. I love them to death, but they impeded on my Christmas. I love them to death. How do they impede? I'll do it every time for them because I love them to death, but here's what happened is... All of my, my, my sister, my two grandmas, um, the neighbors came by, uh, one of my sister's friends came by, and they were all having a great time drinking and, and enjoying each other's company. But there is one thing about the grandmas that I did not account for. The grandmas. They live in the same retirement home, I guess. I don't know, it's not a home. It's, it's just a retirement community, whatever. <laughs> and they live in the same one. So what my responsibility this Christmas was to do was to pick them up and drop them off at the end of the night. Oh. So I couldn't drink and then oh. also drive grandma's back home. <laughs> I was sitting there. I and I love them to death. I'll do it every time. But man, I was it was, it, was, it impeded on my Christmas a little bit. I still enjoyed the hell out of my Christmas. Don't get me wrong, it was a great day. But I was just watching everybody be so happy. And I was I was happy, but I, I could you could have been happier. Could have been happier, you know? yeah, yeah. But it's it's just a long day, man. It's a the lead up and the build up to like four or five or six hours or whatever your Christmas is. Mine isn't usually very long, but it was a lot of build up and it was just a lot of work. And it was I'm just happy that I don't have to think about it for mm -hmm. another 364 days or whatever. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of days. That is well, I mean 360. Something. Is I, don't it, know. I don't know what it is. It's exactly. the 28th now. I mean, it's New Year's now. What are you talking about? Yeah, it Thomas? is New Year's. What are we talking I don't about? Know. I don't, I, are we pretending that we're doing this the day of? I don't know. I, I feel like we can't get away with anything. No. It's I mean, not. this isn't actually New Year's Day, the day we're recording this. Can I do some damage control real fast? Okay. Because I feel like we, we do a lot of ribbing on each other and making fun of each other sometimes. And I figured you might bring up that I'm wearing the same shirt as I wore last time I was on the podcast. <laughs> I wasn't going to. I was going to be nice. But now I realized it. It's been, seven, it's been like a month since the last one. So I'm allowed to wear the same <laughs> shirt, I guess. 
But I think I'm going to do it every time. That's going to be my running gag. Uh, so you can't make fun of my shirt. You can make fun of it once, but all your jokes will be old after that. <laughs> yep. But why the lions? I don't know. Because I like, I like to show how sad I am on the outside. <laughs> as well as on the inside. Uh, so honest. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. It's I'm a nice, nothing if not honest. It's a nice change of pace in today's world. Oh. Yes, wow. painfully, dreadfully honest. So what are we doing, Thomas? What, what do you got here for us? You know, you reminded me when you were talking about old people about this experience I had. Uh, my grandparents oh, used no. to live in a retirement community of their own. It was in a, a retirement apartment. I remember they lived on the sixth floor and everything. So obviously as an a, a elementary-year-old child, maybe fourth or fifth grade, I wouldn't take the stairs. No. Because that's six floors. Right. So I would take the elevator. And elevators are so fun. And I was by myself this one time. I forget why. I think I had to run down and get something from my mom's car. Sure. And then go back up. So I'm on my way up. I get in the elevator. And there's this old lady. She was this uh, redhead, probably in her 70s, I'd guess. Her name was Margaret. <laughs> and she looked at me. And she said, you can't take the elevator by yourself. <laughs> and being like, you know, the 12-year-old I was, I thought she was, you know, just being a nice old lady and was joking with me. And I, so I started laughing at her. <laughs> and it was right as the elevator doors were closing. It was just, I was a 12-year-old laughing at this old lady. And then her friend was like, he's laughing at you, Margaret. And, and, and then that was it. Next thing I know, she filed a complaint against my grandfather. She, he's laughing at you, Margaret. <laughs> it's true. Oh, that's beautiful. I love I love that because first of all, I like the idea of Thomas <laughs> laughing as the doors are closing of an elevator at these old ladies. He's laughing at you, Margaret. <laughs> there's something there's a there's a je ne sais quoi about that story that I just can't capture why it's hilarious mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. But every time I think about that story I start to I start to giggle a little bit. It's one of those it's one of those classic Thomas Butcher laughing while it Elevator doors are closing. Oh, so, uh, don't, don't bring that up again. I don't. Do, we, we didn't talk about it, did we? I don't think on the podcast, but you're always bringing it up. I love How are we going to get the money? How are we going to get the money? That's that's your like catchphrase now. Is it? Yeah. We were trying to collect money for, where was it? It was, I forget. It was hurricane, hurricane relief. relief. Yeah. Just hurricane relief. And this girl walks by and she we asked her to donate and she politely declined as she was stepping into an elevator and the doors were closing. Thomas reaches out and says, how are we going to get the money? It wasn't like that. Well, it was pretty much. I didn't was. reach out. How are we going to get the money? I, was, I said it of, to myself. You had this tear, like this teary-eyed look in your face as the doors were closing. Said, because we, get the money? we were trying to get money. That There was something in the air that day, man. In that oh. room. We were just like giggling and cracking up at the smallest thing. It wasn't healthy. It wasn't. I thought maybe we were being slowly poisoned. Yeah. But I'm glad we made it out alive. We did. That was. Uh, we lived to talk about it. Yes. How are we going to get the money came from that. And I regret nothing about that day simply because of that story coming out of it. Mm. God, that was a weird day. I'm happy. Are you. Was your Christmas any good? Are you happy that the holidays are over as, as I am? You know, the older you get, the less, you know, exciting I think it is. Because obviously, you know, there's no Santa Claus and you're not getting these surprise gifts. Nowadays, your parents, whatever they get you, they're like, okay, what do you want? And then you know what you're getting. Beforehand. Yeah, and I have I do this thing now where it's like, I just ask for money, <laughs> and I probably yeah. that's that's probably not the most like tasteful of gift to ask for, but I mean the things that I need cost more money, and I'm not gonna ask for them for Christmas, so I'm just gonna try to make a dent into them with you know like if I get money, but I can just you know chip away at whatever I'm gonna get. Yeah. Um. 
you know, I have car payments now. I have, you know, I have adult expenses that I have to, you know, deal with. We'll just leave and it at that. Adult expenses. Yes. Adult expenses. Mm -hmm. I'm an adult is what I tell myself <laughs> every day in the morning in the mirror. <laughs> but I have all, I have stuff to pay for. And, you know, like mm -hmm. what's a, I mean, I can buy a pair of shoes at any point in my life. I don't need one at Christmas. I'll buy them when I absolutely need them, mm -hmm. clearly, because my shoe game is uh, pathetic. I've been made fun of for it many times. Mm -hmm. You know, besides uh, the gift-giving aspect of it, though, obviously there's the hanging out with uh, friends and or family sure. at various parts, not just on Christmas itself, but, you know, the whole month leading up to it, I feel. So how was anything with you? you have any stories about hanging out with your family that you'd like to share for the public um, knowledge? Or no? Should we plead the I, fifth? No, I, I have a story about Christmas Day. I have a kind of a weird ritual that I do with one of my really good friends. Really? He'll come over after all of his family festivities are done with, and all, after all of mine, he'll come over. And we do this thing where we'll drink, but not like to get drunk. We'll just we'll have a couple of and okay. we'll do this in that we'll contemplate the year. And hmm. we start off with platinum vodka mixed with Red Bull. Or not with Red Bull. Platinum vodka mixed with uh, eggnog, which is terrible. It's the worst. It, bad vodka, and it doesn't mix well with eggnog. So why do you do this to begin with? There's a reason. There's a very specific reason. I'm glad you asked. Oh, boy. And then after we're done with that drink, we move on to Jameson mixed with eggnog. Much better combination. Tastes delicious. The reason we do this is we start where we were. We respect our roots, and we reflect on the bad things about the past in this drink. We reflect on all the negatives. This is where we came from. We came from cheap vodka mixed with eggnog. And then we look forward to where we want to be. Jameson is a $35 bottle-ish, I think. Maybe a little less. But it's pretty expensive for a fifth. So we look back on where we were and where we want to be in the future. We, we don't want to be drinking platinum anymore. We want to be drinking Jameson. But what makes Jameson taste even better, metaphorically speaking, mm -hmm. is uh, that platinum's so bad. You have to... To appreciate a 10, you have to be with a 4, they say. I kind of do the same thing with Arby's chicken sliders. I love that you do this with Arby's chicken sliders. I, I, I take them home, you know, whenever I get these, and I put you on... You bury one in sand, and then... <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, maybe I should, though. Don't. Uh, okay, yeah, that would be a waste of a dollar. Um, you, I put the uh, Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce on it, but Ooh. I always eat one plain first, so I remember where I came from. Is that something you actually? Is that the actual reason? Yeah, that's hilarious. Because I'm like, you know, I need to appreciate this. I can't forget that this is something that's great. Did you, as a kid, this is completely not something that we planned to talk about, but you reminded me of something. Uh huh. As a kid, did you ever eat any really weird shit? Like, like did uh. things that you eat? Because I feel like I'm the only one that did this. Uh huh. Give me an example. Maybe it'll jog my memory. In you're not, it's not going to jog your memory because uh -huh. this was a very specific, gross example. I used to enjoy a sandwich when I was in elementary school, young elementary school, like mm -hmm. second grade, first grade, third grade, somewhere in there, but not, not any later than like fourth grade. But I used to, this used to be my sandwich of choice. Got some bologna on there, got mm -hmm. some cheese on there, pretty normal. Okay. Bologna, ketchup, and cheese was the sandwich I would enjoy. And that is disgusting hmm. as an adult. When I look back, I gag. Apparently, my sister had to make the sandwiches every day for, for my lunch, and she would gag the entire time she was making it because it was such a bad combination of things. Damn. But it was weird. Did you ever have anything like that? I don't think quite like that. Because it was bad. I don't know. Another thing, too. I maybe This is probably more relatable. As a kid, there was things that my parents wouldn't let me eat. 
a lot. Mm-hmm. Like McDonald's was rare. It got more common later in my life, but it mm-hmm. was rare to begin with. Um, and for whatever reason, cheese sticks, like mozzarella sticks, like from the frozen aisle, they would never bring those out unless it was like a special occasion or something. Or like they rarely found them. They rarely found their way to my table. I love how the mozzarella stick is like the champagne of it your is family because mozzarella sticks. I don't know why, but as an adult, I didn't realize it. But you can buy mozzarella sticks at any grocery <laughs> store. I thought there was like a limited supply of mozzarella sticks that I hadn't tapped into, but no, there were at the store everywhere, and I didn't realize that until I started working at Kroger at age like seventeen, and I went down the frozen aisle, and I was like the hell <laughs> right here <laughs> they're like 10 for 10 you can buy them anywhere you oh. want to and so the first thing i did with my first paycheck oh no oh, was no. i bought like an arm's worth of cheese sticks and i threw them in my freezer and i said guess what i bought it's <laughs> like what'd you buy son mozzarella sticks you can buy them anywhere and she didn't know that i didn't know that, that i could buy them anywhere which was oh, funny my to her. God. that was foolish as a young child as a young whippersnapper thought mozzarella sticks were a rare delicacy that could only be found on in the corners of the corners of this globe <laughs> like you had to go some adventure yeah. just to scrounge yeah. up some mozzarella sticks <laughs> i was sticks. like there's gotta be a reason we don't have them where's often. the map we need the map to the mozzarella sticks but now like if i go out mozzarella sticks are my appetizer of choice mm-hmm. they're great maybe it's because hmm. have you ever had that food though like that you didn't have a lot as a kid but you like eat way more now as an adult cuz you didn't Oh yeah. Have it as a kid? I do that with General Tao chicken from this Ooh, one place. Yeah, we went there once, yeah, Lim's Palace. Yeah. It's a great uh I love, you know, just Chinese food in general, I think. Chinese food is pretty great. Because, you know, when I was a kid, we only ever got it on special occasions. Yeah, like it's Christmas, but but, you know? but like that's a good example of of something like mine too because Chinese food is not rare. It's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not particularly expensive. There's a whole it's country actually, that does it all the time. Well, not the way we do it. Yeah, we do it the American Chinese way. <laughs> but I mean, you could buy it. There's like a Chinese place, like every you know, every corner, every block. They're, they're everywhere. Not particularly expensive. You can find. I know there's one around the corner from the school that has like a five dollar lunch special. You could get like mm. a main dish, a side of rice, and a drink for five dollars. Beautiful deal. But like, it's not that hard to come by. Same with mozzarella sticks. Just easy food. And I love mozzarella sticks and Chinese food. Hmm. We should get together and eat that one day. Eat Just mozzarella those sticks. two things? Mozzarella sticks and Chinese food? That doesn't sound amazing to you? I don't know. I guess you'd have to try it before you'd, you'd know. Don't knock either of those things. I, I, like well, both yeah, those. I like them individually. I love both those things individually. Yeah. So why wouldn't they be good together? It's like McDonald's and Taco Bell. I've had both of those two things in the same sitting. And I don't know. I it mean, was a fabulous slash horrible decision. I like pickles and I like ice cream. I don't eat those two things together. It's true. It's very true. Although it does go to the same place. I don't know. I feel like there needs to be some period where, you know, there's some leeway yeah. given. Yeah. Maybe it isn't a good idea, though, because those are two particularly unhealthy foods. Chinese food, not particularly, uh, not, not the most healthy thing you can put into your Depending, body. Depending, yeah. Mozzarella sticks, definitely not. It's fried frozen food, which I <laughs> love. It's just deep fried cheese. Oh, now you're That's talking. That's so American. Thomas, don't even say deep fried cheese to me right now. I'll say it again. Deep fried cheese. Oh, baby. <laughs> I know it's already hot in here, but I might, I might take my shirt off, Thomas. No, don't take your shirt off. We That's the shirt you have to wear. Your goodly podcast already. <laughs> Two episodes of me. And uh, on the, I've been in your podcast now for a show and a half. Yeah. And it, t- <laughs> it took me that short amount of time to take my shirt off. Uh, and I'm sure that's what everybody wants to see. Yeah, that's let's move on, on from that, agenda. Thomas. What was that? Let's move on from that. Let's huh? move on. We, we can, should move we, on. We, we could. Yeah. We've kind of beat this horse, uh, this dead horse, a little long. However, that saying goes. Mm, 
Yes, sir. Um, so do you have any other like New Year's resolutions? My New Year's resolution, you know what? Uh, to focus focus on Kenny more. Because you know what I've been doing a lot in 2017? What's that? Focusing on everybody but Kenny. Oh. I've been, and you know, it's not a bad thing because you got to give other people the time of day. You mm-hmm. have to. But I've been putting other people before me. Before me, Thomas. Me. You can't do I'm that. I'm not even number one in my own life. You have to gotta be number change. one. Gotta change. Kenny's number one. I am number one. Damn it. I'm proud to be number one. So what what would this entail? Like, oh, give me an example. It's, it's no major life changes. Just taking, I guess, taking more time to myself. Be, like, I didn't go places uh, by myself. I do this thing, and it's the most therapeutic thing in the world. And I do it once a year at least. Is I'll go to my cabin up north and just sit in the woods or sit in like the sit down on this dock that's behind our house on a river and just drink beers and look up at the stars. It's the most relaxing thing ever. It's so docile and peaceful and, and it ha- it's like easy to meditate and like reflect on my life. And I leave that situation feeling like a million times better about myself. Huh. I like I reflect I I you know I spend time worrying about Kenny and thinking about what is this what what am I doing am I doing this properly I think about the way my life is going changes I need to make how happy I am how sad I am whatever it is and I walk away from that situation refreshed I get more work done when I come back down I'm a better I'm an all around better person to be around but it's all because I'm able to spend time with myself yeah you know and that's a really important thing that, that I didn't realize important. until you have to love yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to love to hang out with yourself before you can expect anyone else to. And I didn't realize that until I went up north and did all these things by myself. It's very therapeutic. It doesn't need to be up north, but I always recommend to people, like, find that place, wherever it is. If it's a beach, if it's, a, if it's the woods, if it's, if it's your anywhere, you, wherever you feel that level of at peace comfort, find that place and meditate because it is the most therapeutic thing you can ever do to yourself. Ever. At least for me. It worked very well. And uh, yeah, I need to do that more is what I guess I'm saying is I need to do those things a little bit more. Not too often where it like hurts my life and I'm focusing on, you know, myself too much, but a few, two or three more times a year, I think we'd be golden. You ever think about becoming an inspirational speaker? No. <laughs> no, sir. There's nothing inspirational, uh, inspirational about my life story. But... Uh, that is, it's not even like it's, that's not that inspirational. If you think about it, it's just something that is just ultimately true. It's not something that's like profound, Mm -hmm. like spend time for yourself. Think about your life, meditate, be, be relaxed, be comfortable living with yourself for a day or a week or whatever it is. It's not, that's not, that's pretty common knowledge. You should already know that some people, a lot of people don't, some people no, they do. They just don't admit it to themselves because I guess so. Like I think most of us know that we have to enjoy, we have to, we have to love our, like love yourself. That's what people say, but like that meaning is lost because it's just a cliche. But if you actually do it, you actually, you know, find the time to do it and find the space to do it. It's something that we already know. We just don't take the time to acknowledge. Hmm. But yeah, there's there's nothing inspirational about my life story. But there, that definitely is something that people need to know. I'm glad that I have told everyone this now on the podcast because it's important. <laughs> changing know, lives one podcast at a time I, you know i do what i can and to think about five minutes ago i was threatening to take my shirt off <laughs> look how far we've come thomas wow do we want to go deeper into the rabbit hole of, of darkness or do you want me to do we want to go lighter what do you want thomas i don't know i mean uh, if you look at my new year's resolution it's probably got? just to be more productive with everything you yeah you're already like the most productive person i know you know what i have still slack with a lot of stuff though you know that's 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 what breeds success though is yeah. having that attitude the most successful people in the world 
they never admit when they're like when they're working too hard. They're yeah. like, no, I, I could always do more. And that's 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 a great attitude. I wish I could have that. Well, I mean, seriously, I, I get a lot of free time at times. And yeah, I do stuff as it is, but I, there's always more space. There's always more I could be doing. That's true. There's always more anybody could be doing. I never really put it in that scope. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's a great resolution. I I need to I need to do some of that myself. I'm gonna be super busy though now that I'm working. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna be working overnights too. One of my shifts next week is like Damn. midnight to six a.m. Oh my god! It's happening a couple of times. I have to figure out how to re like schedule my sleep pattern so I can actually make that work. Is for, that like every day or is it? No, it's it's a couple of days that week. But like this week, I'm working like really short chump shifts, like ten to two, is what I worked today. Wow. Yeah, it was super easy. But like, you know, I'm not looking forward to falling as waking up at like falling asleep really late, waking up at like three in the afternoon so I can go to work at midnight. You know, it's. You know how New Year's resolutions go. I believe in you. I do. You do? So, At least of. someone does. I do. Oh, boy. You're already the hardest working person here. Am I? I do stuff. Not as much stuff as you. Really? Yeah. I do more than you. You led the charge with MABs. Well, I did. But someone had to. Student awards. You did the most work. Well, yeah. I helped get a lot of people involved. Right. That's what doing work is. Bringing people in. That's pretty much, you know, I just had a lot of bleed over from like filmmaking and producing because that's pretty much what it is. I guess. I mean, you're just, that that's so time consuming though. You spent how many hours of your day doing that? Filmmaking? No. Or this. MABs or this and all of it. I was here for like three, four days straight. Yeah, exactly. That's nobody but you did that. We helped as best we could, but like nobody was, you, you were running on like two hours of sleep for most of that. Oh, I pulled an all nighter for one of those. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, you know. We used to have a slogan at our at my old job. Mm -hmm. We would we said now that I'm not doing it anymore. I suppose it's okay to say, but um, <laughs> we used to uh, say like, "Oh, do you want to do you want to do this and make this look a little bit better?" And then one of us would say, "Kenny, do less." And I said, "Okay." Oh, I do less. So I did less for a while there. I enjoyed it. So you wouldn't make anyone else look bad. Hashtag do less. That was our do less movement. Huh. It was it was our moniker of laziness. Do less. Interesting. Just do less. You, Thomas, are not a part of the do less movement. I'm not. You are doing more. You're going out of your way to do more. It's incredible. Wish I had that mentality. I do not. I appreciate that, Kenny. No problem, man. You know, I'm always trying to do more. I'm trying to fix children, too. I I'm just here to make you look as good as possible. You didn't even hear what I said, did you? You were trying to do something with children. I was trying to fix children. What are you trying to fix about them? <laughs> Other than the fact that they're annoying and take up all okay. your money and they're worthless. Okay. So get this. Children I are terrible. I recently found myself in a situation where I was playing checkers with an eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and I could easily, you know, take this eight-year-old down in this game of checkers. And I thought that this was going to be a good life lesson, you know, because you can't win at everything. Failure is a part of learning. So I had that in my mind the whole time. And this eight-year-old, she kept saying, So you crushed this eight-year-old. No, no, no. Let me finish. She kept saying the whole time, I really want to win. And I was just thinking, I'm not going to let you win. And, you know, it came to the point where I had two kings and she had one. And she was totally pinned, okay? I was about to take this girl down. This this eight-year-old uh, go. was going to lose. Are you really bragging now about no. beating up on an eight-year-old? No, 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 no. But listen, this is what she does. Because she saw this was about to happen. She knew it. And she looked at me dead in the eyes and said, I know Kung Fu. And <laughs> oh. I couldn't do anything at that point. I was like, okay, I had to let her win. I wasn't about to 
find out I if I could get taken Kung by an eight-year-old because I know zero Kung Fu. Okay. I want I want to run the scenario by you. <laughs> let's say let, let's say you win. All right. Let's say you Wait, pull off, the checkers or Kung Fu? The checkers. Okay, the checkers. Because you're not gonna win in Kung Fu. No. But let's say you win in the checkers, right? Yes. Yes. And this girl approaches you after the game is over and says, All right, get ready for a Kung Fu beating. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. You know what? Ten times out of ten. Yeah. Little girl, little eight-year-old girl does not know kung fu. They, they eight-year-old girl. Do you know how many times in elementary school? I don't know if this was a thing in your elementary school, mm-hmm. but everybody was like, there was a thing. Oh, I'm a black belt in karate. They would just make stuff up just to, so like, like to make themselves look like a tough eight-year-old or whatever. Hmm. That's what we do as little children. Same thing we say. Oh, my dad could beat up your dad. Oh, <laughs> like it's the same thing. Well, that little girl, I promise you, did not know kung fu. I was really hoping the 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 punch of that story was gonna be, and then I destroyed her. <laughs> I took her for everything she had, and I killed her. Kill- I annihilated oh her. Brutal, vicious assault. I was hoping that's where this was going. I thought you because you were like, oh, you know, you don't learn if you don't lose. So I yeah, I dismantled her establishment. She'll have to learn some other way, I guess. <laughs> But she, well, she has. She knows kung fu. She doesn't need to learn anything. Yeah, I guess she has the ultimate advantage over any opponent in that she knows kung fu. She might might attend karate classes that her parents make her go to. Well, yeah, probably. that could be the most. And then all of a sudden, that means oh, I know kung fu. <laughs> Still more than I know, Kenny. I think you could take on an eight year old that knows uh, kung fu. I'm I don't know. Saying. All I have a black belt in is uh, the recorder. You remember the recorder? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't do this for you in elementary school. No. In fourth grade, uh, we all had to play the recorder, and our levels were, you know, the same as karate uh, belts. Nope. So I was one of the three uh, who actually made it to black belt. You were a black belt in the recorder. Yeah, I was. Wow. I still have it somewhere. It yeah. was just a piece of string. You're a fool, Thomas <laughs> You're a fool. I have one, though. It's a, it's a title. I'm going to go back to taking my shirt off. <laughs> Talking about being a black belt in, in the recorder. Uh, what else? Boy. What other worthless things can you be? Because... Can we agree that the recorder is the most worthless like piece of musical equipment out there? Well, I mean, it's good for beginners. It's good to get you involved with music. It's a cheap instrument. Most people should be able to skip right over the recorder, though, I think. If you're talented enough, yeah, but that's how you start talented. to weed out. If you, you, you can begin to weed out the people who have musical talent and who don't. If you like music and are musically inclined, you should be able to skip over the recorder. Well, yeah, but also, when you're in fourth grade... why are we grade, forcing fourth graders to, to play the recorder? Because... Number one, art is an important part of education. Sure. It, it stimulates your brain. Sure. And also, it's a lot cheaper than like a trumpet or a saxophone well, for people who aren't going to commit. But I'm saying, why the recorder? It's so worthless. Well, what else would you suggest? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'd sing anything. I don't care. You know what? This is why I don't want to have kids. Because you know how much this, this stuff costs? You know how much school costs? Do you know how much anything costs nowadays, Thomas? How much does it cost? Lots Kenny? of money. Yeah. Would you rather have a, ch- a child or a jet ski? I I think a child. I think a jet ski. What? Would you rather have Would you rather have a bunch of concert tickets to Weird Al and the Beatles and, and stuff like that? The Beatles. Or I don't I don't know what you listen to. I, have you heard that the Beatles aren't a thing anymore? Uh, uh, Paul McCartney. Whatever. Same thing. Okay. Would you rather have that or would you rather have a child? I'd rather enjoy my life, my fairly short life on this planet. So you're never going to have children? Not in the cards, man. It's It's 2018 about to be. I don't want kids. No? No. I mean, I'm 23, though, also. Take that into context. Kids are not in the game plan right now. 
Don't need them. Don't want them. Take up too much money. Take up space. At my other job, it was in promotions. We used to give away like T-shirts and stuff. And half the time, all the irresponsible parents would say, oh, go play their game. I want to talk to my friends and drink beer. So that's what they would do. And I, we'd be running a, a babysitting camp instead of a promotions table. And it was annoying. And I realized I hate children. You know, kids can be, uh, you know, Awful. difficult to handle. Yeah. Awful. If if they're not necessarily raised oh, I'm, I'm well. I firmly believe that. That's where it's, it's it comes from. I'm firmly a believer. Because, I mean, uh, okay, I have a 11-year-old cousin. You have somebody who threatened Kung Fu when you, they were about to lose a game of checkers. Yes, uh, but, but she's not blood-related. I, uh, I have a blood-related 11-year-old cousin. So we share some genetic uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah sure. sure. Well, he's 11. And he plays Black Ops being 11 years old. I feel that's Ooh. a little young for it a game is, like especially that. Especially because of the community. If you uh, turn the volume up and hear other people talking yes. on the microphones... They say the worst things. And, like, as an adult, you're like, roll the punches. Oh, they're just being an idiot. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would never, if I had an 11-year-old, if I made a mistake and whoops a daisy my way into having a baby, I would never let them go near Call of Duty until they're, like, like in high school. Yeah, because I was having, like, something of a Christmas dinner with this 11-year-old cousin of mine. And he's saying stuff. I'm like, where on earth? Are you hearing this stuff? You're 11. Yeah. Where are you even hearing this? It's not true. The words of this 11-year-old do not reflect the beliefs that are... It does not. Thomas Butcher Park. It does yet. not. He's 11. He'll I, Hopefully he'll grow out of it. Yeah. I do you mean, think maybe, he will? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, don't, I don't know him. I don't know his, his parents. I don't know anything about him. So I'll just I mean, this. I feel like he's just trying to be funny. Well, I mean, every... You know what? That is... And I did this too when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. When, when you realize that you can swear... Yeah, you were like you just want to do it all the time. It just it's it becomes a part of your life that you like you you ha- and when you the when you first realize you do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. It you just do it all the time because, like that's what you that's what adults do. That's what cool people do. You just do it way too much. Yeah, I've seen it happen. It's 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 a telltale time, sign of somebody being very immature is that if they swear way too much, and that's what that is. That's all that is. That's you know it's it's that it's similar subject matter. But yeah, hopefully they'll grow out of it. I, yeah, I should. I would. I if, didn't. You know. If there's any hope for the children of the tomorrow, children of tomorrow, how are we gonna get the money? Yeah, how are we gonna get the money? Yeah, we need money for the children. No, I just like the, you laughing at old ladies. <laughs> Isn't that just <laughs> it tickles you? Doesn't he's it? laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's laughing at you, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Such an old lady name too, Margaret. Uh, she had these big glasses uh, and you know this did. red hair. I bet she did. Mm. Good old Margaret. See, I it's like true. I like how we hate opposite sides of the spectrum. I hate ki- like kids, uh-huh. like small children. You hate old people. I don't hate old people. You old bag. You hate all old well, people. I, I hate the mean old people, and I, I hate the. Well, I don't hate the little kids. I hate little kids. They're all annoying, and I hate them. Wow. And I don't. I don't know. As a guy, I don't know how to interact with them without coming off as a pedophile. That's what it really comes down to. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to, Thomas. You, have you ever had that thought? Because um, like like kind of like, I guess like a little boy comes up to you and starts trying to talk to you. I'm like, I, my hands are up here. Don't no 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 get away. Well, I I'd find it worse with little girls. I find it worse with anybody who's a young person that is like small enough like that mm-hmm. comes up to like my waist. Like you need witnesses for something. I do. Like that. I will not do it by myself. I feel creepy just being in the presence of small children by myself. I feel like automatically like parents are gonna look at me like, oh, let's see what this guy's trying to do. Mm-hmm. It happened today when I was walking in. I literally like waited, like held back for like a minute, so that this old lady and her two 
young kids could walk past because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be involved. Yeah, in that. I didn't yeah. want to let let you go. I don't know what you're doing on a college campus, but I'll let you go. You know, I'll let you go ahead. You take your time. I'll be back here. Wait, wait in my car. All right, oh, you're across no. the street. All right, now I'm going in. It was. It's it's one of those, man. I I just don't I don't feel comfortable. I don't. Thank you very much for tuning in, and Kenny, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year.